Hey guys, what's going on? And welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we talk about all things health, wellness, productivity, and pretty much everything in between. My name is Hope if you're new, and I'm super excited that you're joining me today. Today's just gonna be a little bit of a conversation about some areas in life that I've really been focusing in on. And after focusing on these areas for about a year, I've really noticed a difference in my life. I've really turned things around, and I think that you can too if you focus on them as well. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and jump into the weekly segments, something I'm loving, something I'm doing, and something I'm working on. So something I'm loving is definitely wearing a robe in the morning or like while I'm getting ready and stuff. I'm definitely on robe talk over on TikTok and I think it's just so funny seeing everybody wear their different robes. I feel like it's a really interesting way to express your style, what you like and what you're into. So I got a robe on Amazon because I was totally influenced and I was like, okay, like let's do this. I've always been a robe person during the winter just because when it gets cold, I want something that's really like cozy to wear, but I actually got a really lightweight robe. I'm wearing it right now just over my pajamas and it's just so comfortable, especially if you work from home, I would definitely recommend checking out some sort of robe that makes you feel in a weird way put together. I don't know how to like express that, but it does make you feel like you, you know, have your stuff together. And so I feel like it's really fitting for today's podcast for this to be my something I'm loving because I really only started wearing a robe this past year. And I just think it's hilarious looking back because it does just give you a sense of, oh, you know, you wake up in the morning, put on your robe, go make your coffee. And it's just become part of my routine in like a cute, weird way. So I think that it's just a little extra way to make yourself feel put together in the mornings and just feel a little happier I got mine with a bunch of different colors and patterns on it. So it's just like a nice bright way to start off every day. So I'm really loving that. Moving on to something I'm doing, and that is going to be getting really into cooking. And I've always been... I guess interested in learning how to cook better or learning how like how to properly do it because I feel like I always follow the really simple recipes that you would like that would get you through college if that makes sense but now I'm trying to really diversify and learn how to cook more intricate meals that are nutritious but also just kind of fun to create. I started a series over on TikTok called meal ideas for people who can't cook and you can't see me right now but I put like air quotes around can't cook because obviously it's not for people who maybe don't have access to a stove or anything like that, but it's more so intended for people who can't cook as in like they can't like they're not good at cooking, they don't, they haven't figured it out yet, maybe they haven't learned certain techniques yet and whatnot. And so that's me. I am trying to learn how to cook and trying to be a little bit more experimental with what I create. I have been really getting into meal prepping. I don't know if I mentioned that last week, but it's been the most convenient thing for me. I've always somewhat been into it, but I've more so always prepped ingredients rather than meals. So for example, I would like get carrots from the store, come home, chop them up, put those away. So I'd have the ingredient ready for whatever I decided to make that night, but over the past year, I would say I've been getting more into meal prepping, and especially this week, I made the most delicious curry meal. I'm gonna put, I think it's on my Instagram, but I'll put the link to the recipe in the podcast description too if you want to try it out. It is seriously so good, so simple to make, and it really just helps you learn more about the whole cooking process, and that's something that I was never really taught, so I'm interested to learn more about that, and that's something I've been doing lately. And finally, something I'm working on is definitely going to be managing my time. I feel like I go through seasons of my life, which we're going to talk about here in a second, but I go through seasons where I'm either really on top of stuff or I'm completely off of it. And while that's completely natural, my problem that I'm currently struggling with, the problem that I'm currently working on is there's so much that I want to do that I almost become overwhelmed at the thought of 
starting it, if that makes sense. And I know some of you guys have mentioned that you struggle with the same thing, so I'm right there with you, but sometimes it feels like you have so many things on your mind that you just don't know where to start or like you don't know what to do first. So for example, I took a pen making class. It was like a like a wood class, wood making class on the lathe with my boyfriend. I think it was almost a year ago now and I had such a good time doing it. It was just such a kind of experience that I normally wouldn't put myself into. So it was definitely like out of my comfort zone, but I really, really enjoyed it. And so we've been talking together lately, like, oh my gosh, we should get a lathe. We should start making, you know, pens of our own and different, you know, wine corks and all that stuff. And I just had so much fun doing it. And so that's in the back of my head, like, okay, like I want to do that. And then I also really love creating jewelry. You know, my mom is an art teacher and she also is like a jewelry maker person. And so she works a lot with like sterling silver and everything like that. And so that's always been something I wanted to get into. So I guess you would say I'm working on managing my time in kind of concern of like my hab my not my habits my hobbies and stuff like that like I want to start a hobby but I feel like they all take so much time and so it's like oh, okay like I don't know what I want to do I've been taking a lot of macrame classes lately we made a Christmas tree this past week I think it was on Tuesday I went to the class and it was really fun like macrame is something that I feel like you can just pick up and do while you're watching a show at night or there's you know while you're winding down or whatever but like anything else it takes time so I think really working on introducing hobbies and managing my time better in that sense is something that I'm really trying to work on because I feel like I have a pretty good balance with things like managing my social life, with my work, with my family, with my, you know, health and cooking and exercise and everything like that. But there's no real section in my time calendar right now to fit in my hobbies and my interests and stuff like that. So that's something I'm working on. And I would really encourage you to pick up a new hobby if you're feeling a little bit bored in life because there really are so many out there even if you don't think you'll like it at first, because I really didn't think I was going to like the whole woodworking thing. That was more my boyfriend's thing, and I just went with him to the class as like a date night. But it was so much fun, and I totally would like kick myself looking back and be like, okay, if you didn't go to that, you would have missed out on all this fun and like all this inspiration that now you feel. So yeah, if you are presented with an opportunity this week or this month or whenever you're kind of listening to this, take it and, you know, just see what happens because I think that a lot of the times we get stuck in our comfort zone and that's not always the best thing for us. I think it can be it sometimes, but other times we do have to branch out and just kind of see what else is out there. A little bit of a tangent, but I think you guys get the point. I love being able to kind of share a little bit more about my life with you guys through these weekly segments, so I'm really enjoying them and I hope you are too. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. I turned my life around in one year and here's how. So it's no secret that we all go through peaks and valleys in life. I was just mentioning how I feel like I was in a bit of a rut there a little bit ago, but what do you do when you get stuck in the dip? You know, I've spent the past decade or so looking for the answer, and today I'm going to share what I've learned with you in the hopes that it can help you the next time you find yourself stuck in a dip. But if you want to turn your life around or get your life together, there are a few things you need to know first. Number one, there's no timeline. Even though I've noticed a difference in myself today compared to one year ago, there's always room for improvement and there's also always room for taking your time and going at your own pace. I seriously just mentioned how I felt like I was kind of in a slump or in like a little bit of a dip in the past couple of weeks and it just gets confusing because it's like, okay, I made all this progress. Why am I still feeling bad or why am I still feeling unmotivated? So I just want to be that reminder for you that just because you feel unmotivated or maybe you have a span of days or weeks where you get nothing done or you feel really bad about yourself or whatever it is, that doesn't mean that you haven't made progress. So something I want to note here is that there is no timeline and make sure that you remind yourself of what you looked like in life a year ago or maybe 
you know, five months ago or five years ago. Give yourself time to really see the change from a bigger picture because there is no timeline. You know what I mean? Like it's going to look different for everyone and that's completely okay. And the best way for you to understand your progress and for you to really get a glimpse at the improvements that you have made is to look big, is to think big, look big, and take a step back and look at your life from a bird's eye view almost. So I would definitely encourage you to try that out and just keep in mind there's no timeline. So I want to really kind of nail that in there before we get into today's topic because I don't want you to think that because I felt like I saw improvements in my life after a year that you will as well. It could take you longer. It could take you shorter. It really just is up to you. And my second disclaimer is that life will take you everywhere and anywhere. Just because you get back on track today doesn't mean you'll stay that way forever. It is normal to fluctuate. So kind of going back on what I just said and repeating it, basically, it is completely normal to make progress and then take a step back because that's what progress is all about, right? It's not always going to be linear. You're going to go back and forth. You're going to have bad days, bad months, bad... You could even have a bad year. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to make sure that you understand that just because your progress isn't continuously forward doesn't mean you're not making progress. You know, like, if I take 10 steps forward and one step back doesn't mean I haven't made progress from when I was back at zero. So definitely keep that in mind while we go throughout today's podcast that, you know, there's no timeline and it's normal to fluctuate. Those are like my little two disclaimers that I want to really kind of get in your head before we talk about this because I don't want you to, you know, think negatively of yourself because you're not doing it as fast as someone else or maybe you're, you know, going at your own pace. I feel like that's completely normal and we really need to just kind of nip comparison in the bud before we even before it even becomes a subject. Now that we've covered that, let's get into what I started doing to completely transform my life. I've broken this down into three main sections to make it easy for you. If I had this list a year ago, it would have saved me a lot of trial and error because I think a lot of times we spend more time trying to figure out what it is we need to do than actually working on what works for us. I don't know if that makes sense, but essentially this list is going to really help you focus in on the areas of your life that you should be focusing in on in order to really see transformation in your life. Area number one is your health. So we're starting this off with a common saying that you've probably heard before, health is wealth. And I'll be frank, I'm pretty young, but I'm not that young. You know what I mean? Like I'm at that weird age where like you can tell your body's aging and you're going to try to stop it, right? Like I'm trying to do like mobility exercises and everything like that, because especially as somebody who works from home, I am sitting at a desk almost all day. Like I'm sitting down almost all day and that can't be good for you. You know what I mean? Like I think I saw some TikToker say that they got um, some sort of like cyst because they sat down all day and I was like, oh my God, like that's crazy. So it definitely was like a kick in the butt to me to be like, okay, you need to prioritize movement in some other way. And I always take my dog on a walk every day and stuff like that. But I really just wanted to start working on something that would help preserve my body and be able and make it so that I can live a long and healthy life. And I think that that's one area of my life where a year ago, I definitely wasn't focused on. A big part of this does have to do with my diet. And I kind of fully realized that, you know, a year ago or so, because, you know, when you're in college, you eat whatever is there, you know, like you're eating takeout meals, you're going out to dinner a lot, and you're, you know, if you drink, you're drinking. It's just something that I think is a normal stage of life, but at the same time, if you want to really turn your life around, taking care of your health, making sure that you're eating nutritious foods is a huge part of that. So again, understand what health looks like on you, figure out what you need to be doing to 
give your body the nutrients and the exercise that it needs in order to continue functioning well. Once you have the understanding, start implementing habits into your day-to-day routine that support your health goals. You know, I mentioned earlier that I started meal prepping and that made a huge difference. And then I also started to try for 10,000 steps a day because, you know, that's the number that you always hear. And at first I thought it was gonna be really, really hard, but, you know, I got a walking or like a standing desk with a walking pad and I, you know, doubled my walk time and everything like that with my dog. And by doing that, I was able to hit 10,000 steps pretty easy. But even though hitting that mark might come easy one day, it's not gonna always be like that. And I think that that's why it's so important to do achievable habits. So since setting that goal for myself, I've brought it back down to like 7,500 or 8,000 steps because I do do a work from home job. And sometimes it's not always practical for me to take like a two hour walk during the middle of the day. You know what I mean? So really when you're looking at your health and ways to focus on it and ways to improve it and ways to turn your life around regarding your health, you need to make achievable habits that you can do every single day because that's where you're going to start to see real change. You need to learn how to make it happen for yourself. And once you're able to do that, everything else is going to start just falling into place. I'm trying to think of another habit that I can give you guys as an example for health, but maybe it's even sleep. So you, you know, in college, maybe you're staying up late to work on papers or in high school, you're, you know, pulling all-nighters to get work done. But, you know, maybe one way you can turn your life around and a habit that you can start implementing is to get seven to eight hours of sleep. I would recommend making a list of all the healthy habits you want to start introducing into your life and focusing on one a month. So spend a month trying to focus on your sleep and then the next month focus on your health or on your eating and you're just going to start to compound those. So by the end of six months, you're going to be you know, six habits deep, if that makes sense. And eventually it's just going to become second nature. And that's where I feel I am now after a year really working on it. So again, give yourself an ample amount of time to focus on these things. But yeah, I would really recommend you focus on your health if you're trying to turn your life around. It honestly impacts my life in so many other ways. So for example, I do struggle with depression and anxiety. And so something that I've noticed is that if I do go on a daily walk, my overall quality of life, my happiness level for that day does go up. And that is because, you know, it's releasing dopamine, it's helping me with serotonin and all that stuff. And so all of these healthy habits are going to start to almost have a ripple effect into the rest of your life. And that really does support turning your life around, getting your life back together. So honestly, and that's why I put this as number one is because I do think it's the most important out of everything we're talking about. Your health is wealth. Your health is something that's going to be with you forever. So definitely take care of it if you're trying to get your life back together. All right, let's move on to area number two, your why. The next stage of turning your life around involves your ambitions and your why. I want you to think big picture. What do you want to do with your life, your career and your time? kind of just keep that in the forefront of your mind. Think about that for a second. While you're doing that, let's go ahead and define ambition before we go any further. According to Google, ambition is a strong desire to do or to achieve something, typically requiring determination and hard work. And your why is what motivates you to keep going. Maybe that's family, a goal you have, or your ambition to achieve something great. I'm going to use some examples from my own life to further explain what I'm talking about here. And hopefully it'll give you a better idea of what your why might look like and how it might change throughout your life. So after I graduated high school, I went and got my real estate license pretty much immediately. I was 18 at the time and I live in Las Vegas. So you had to be 18 to get your license, took all the pre-licensing courses and got settled. And I really did think at the time that real estate was what 
I was going to be doing forever. So I spent the next two years putting myself through college by selling real estate on the side. My why at that point in my life was to graduate with no debt. So when I look back and I ask myself like what kept me motivated, what kept me going, it was that why. It was that notion of wanting to graduate with no debt. I didn't want to graduate and have, you know, payments that I needed to start making or whatever it was. And so that was really important to me. And the way that I kind of kept myself going was by remembering what I was working for. Okay, now fast forward, after I graduated college, I continued practicing real estate as a filler. I really started to look into starting my own business online and that then became my priority. So my why at the time began to switch because you know my previous why was, hey, I wanna graduate with no debt. Check, did that. What replaces that why once you achieve that goal? That was kind of the question that was on my mind at the time. So. Uh, you know, after college, my why was to grow my business into something I could do full time. I really wanted to work for myself, as I'm sure a lot of us do, and I didn't want to have to need any supplemental income. So like I said, I was doing real estate throughout college, and then as I started to look into starting my own business after I graduated, I still needed to do real estate on the side to pay bills and to make it through and to have money and, you know, just as a job. But I didn't want it to be like that forever because over the course of those two, three years, I realized that real estate wasn't for me long-term. I didn't, I just feel like I learned more about myself throughout college and I learned that I'm probably a more introverted person than I originally thought I was. I thought I was really extroverted, but after days of working with clients and showings and going nonstop, I realized that I don't need that much personal interaction with people. In fact, it kind of drains me. So long story short, I decided to change my why. I decided to change my job and my goals. Enter my whole, you know, boss girl business era, however you want to call it. But my why at that point in my life was, hey, I want to not have to answer to anybody else. And I want to not make myself in, a, I don't want to put myself in a position where I have to have an additional job in order to survive. So that was my why at the time. And that's what got me through all of those late nights working on Fiverr. I was a freelancer on Fiverr for a very long time, very long time, meaning like one, two years. But for me, it felt like a long time because it was a, it was a grind. But, um, yeah, I basically, what got me through those nights where I had tons of orders and not enough time was remembering, hey, what's my why? And my why was I wanted to work from home, I wanted to work for myself, and I wanted to support myself. And so whenever I needed a reminder of what I was working for, I would just remind myself of that why. And a pro tip I have for you guys here is to actually write your why down on a sticky paper or on your notebook somewhere and keep it somewhere where you're going to see it fairly often because I can't tell you how many times that I've just been procrastinating and then I see that sticky note in the corner of my eye and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, I really should start getting it together. And at this point in my life, my why is to really build wealth for my family. I want to build a business outside of myself. I want to, you know, buy a home. All of those things become your why and your purpose for why you're working so hard or why you're working towards a goal or whatever like that. So to do a quick summary, your why is going to change and it's normal for that to happen. We go through different phases of our life that impacts what we want to do and what we want to achieve. Like like I said, you know, I thought that real estate was, you know, end game for me, but it wasn't. So at one point in my life, my why was I wanted to move out to a big city and like find myself. Like I'm sure so many of us have had the urges to do. But at some point, I realized that that wasn't my why. I didn't want a fast-paced, busy life. I wanted to slow down. I wanted to, you know, 
be at home and be with my animals and that was what was really important to me. But it's so interesting looking back because if I asked, you know, 18 year old me what I was working towards, what my biggest goals were, they are so different from what 22 year old me is now feeling and thinking. So your why and your ambitions, they're going to change and I think that's completely normal. So change with them and start to adapt what your daily routine looks like, start to adapt how you set your goals to better fit the vision you have for your life. So now that I've told you a little bit about my why and how it's changed throughout my life and how it's gotten me through long nights and early mornings and everything like that, I wanna tell you a little bit more about why it's actually going to help turn your life around. When you know your why in life, you stop looking at tasks and objectives at a surface level. You start to dig a little bit deeper and they start to mean more than what you might originally think. I found that this really makes a big difference when you're faced with something you don't want to do. If my why is my desire to build generational wealth for my future family, chances are that it will outweigh anything I put it up against. If you're procrastinating starting your work in the morning, think of your why. If you want to quit after your idea didn't work, think of your why. I want it to be something for you where you can always look to it for inspiration, and it's going to be something that's so personal to you that only you would understand your your true desire to achieve it. Let your why be the reason you keep going, and and that's really how it's going to help you turn your life around. It's going to be that little motivator that you need when you maybe do want to quit or maybe you don't want to continue on. You know, it's going to be what pushes you in a forward direction regardless of what it is that you face. And finally, area number three is your relationship with yourself. This is the final stage or area of your life that you really need to focus on in order to turn your life around. I've honestly spent years working against myself and never with myself. And to this day, I would say it's probably what I regret most about my life. When you don't have a good relationship with yourself, it's really easy to begin to feel defeated. It's easy to get stuck in a slump and those negative thoughts and emotions just command your attention. It's not a simple fix. It's easy to just get stuck in it. And I've been stuck in that cycle myself and... It's never something that I thought I would really ever get out of. I don't know if that makes sense, but especially if you struggle with any sort of mental health issues, building a relationship with yourself can feel so hard because it always feels like you're it always feels like you're working against yourself. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like I could have all the motivation in the world to do what I want to do, but my anxiety will stop me from taking a meeting. My anxiety will stop me from meeting new people and until you, until we really begin to build that relationship with ourselves in a loving and like compassionate way, it limits what you do in life and it limits how you're able to turn your life around. It limits yourself in general. I've spent the past year learning to build a relationship with myself and for me that might look like going on a solo date or maybe something like just going for a walk and making that into some sort of intentional time with myself. I'm sure you guys know what I'm saying when I say it's so easy to be hard on yourself. It's so easy to, you know, say, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. How did you fail that exam? Or, oh my gosh, like I can't believe you didn't do better on that work project. Like all those things that we talk negatively to ourselves about end up furthering our relationship with ourselves. It ends up putting a wedge in between, you know, having a healthy relationship with ourselves. And I think that there's a lot of ways that we do this on a day-to-day -day basis that we really should address. Daily or weekly self-care practices are also so important to include in your life, and I found that they really changed the way I viewed myself, not physically, but emotionally. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't about, like, I felt self-conscious of my skin, or I felt, you know, weird about my hair, or whatever like that, or my weight. None of that, I think, was the real problem here. It was more like a byproduct of what the real issue was. 
I really just started to feel more compassionate and patient with myself. If I missed a workout or went past the deadline, it was no longer this dramatic experience that I would beat myself up about. I remember back in college or high school or some point in my life, I whenever I would get like a bad grade and a bad grade to me was like a C or like a B minus, whenever that would happen, I would beat myself up. I'd be like, you should have studied harder. You should have worked harder. You should have been smarter. All of these things were, I guess, words and phrases and, and just you know, comments about myself that I would cycle through. And we really are our own worst critic. We really are. And learning to beat that mentality and to get out of that cycle of, you know, self-deprecation or whatever it is, learning to get out of that is the first step to building a relationship with yourself. And you can really start to do that through compassion and through just being patient with yourself. I know that, you know, a recent example for me was after COVID, my social anxiety became so bad because I already was a pretty anxious person, but, you know, don't see anybody for a year and a half and it gets gets way worse. And so something that I would really beat myself up about was like my inability to do things alone. I, you know, would really panic if I was in a grocery store by myself. I would, you know, not be able to go up and talk to people. Saying words to people in a drive-thru would make me so anxious. And instead of looking at myself and saying, hey, you've gone through, it's been a long year and a half, you know, be patient with yourself, you know, here's some compassion, here's some understanding. Instead of doing that, I took the other approach where I was like, you're being ridiculous. And I started to just use these really negative words towards myself that furthered my relationship with myself. I was not on a good track as far as learning to be okay with being who I was at that moment in time. And I think the reason why this plays such a big part in turning your life back around is because of what the byproduct of having a relationship with yourself might look like. So like I mentioned earlier, when you're in a slump, it can be so hard to get out of it. And when you're already being mean to yourself, it can be even harder because instead of saying, hey, you're in a slump, why don't you take a second, feel your emotions? Why don't you take a second and regroup? you kind of talk negatively to yourself and you're like, why are you in a slump right now? Like, this is ridiculous. Get out of it right now. Like, I don't know how to say that, but I feel like I've spoken to myself that way. I know that some of my friends have spoken to themselves this way. So I'm sure that some of you have also done the same thing because it's a really easy thing to do and it's an easy thing to just, you know, be negative. I think it's way easier to be negative than it is to be positive. And when in regards to building a relationship with yourself, you really do need to start talking to yourself positively. So going back to how this plays a big role in turning your life back around, when you truly care about yourself, it becomes hard for you to watch yourself in a slump. You feel motivated to get yourself out of it because you're like, hey, I care about this person. I care about myself. So I don't want to let my, you know, let myself sit there any longer. I also think it's so important that we build this commitment to ourselves since after all, we are going to spend quite a bit of time alone throughout our lives. So it's important that we know how to care for ourselves. We know how to have a relationship with ourselves that is founded in patience and compassion. And those are going to be the two words that I will, you know, urge you to remember here because I do think that they make the biggest difference when looking at how you can really turn your life around. You need to be compassionate with yourself and you need to be patient. I'm going to do a quick summary of all three areas along with a few of the habits that I did in each to really turn my life around in one year and then we will close this thing out. Area number one, your health. So in order to improve my health in one year, I started to meal prep. I created an exercise routine that felt good for my body and I really just started to prioritize daily movement, whatever that looked like, because it wasn't just about doing, you know, a high intensity workout every single day. It was understanding that life is about balance. I can run a mile one day and then, you know, 
you know, walk a mile the next. I don't know how, maybe that's not the best example, but basically you really want to focus on your health. That is area number one. It is so important. Health is wealth and take it seriously. Area number two is your why. Your why is going to be all about what motivates you to continue going. So you really want to establish a why that is personal and important to you. Also remember that your why is going to change in life. It's completely normal and just change with it and be okay with, you know, life taking you on turns that maybe you weren't expecting. If you ever find yourself in a hard situation or maybe you're procrastinating or you're unmotivated, I really want you to think of your why because it should be something that motivates you to get out of that slump. And finally, area number three, your relationship with yourself. So the biggest way that this is going to help you turn your life around is because you have to be working with yourself in order to get back on track. You cannot be working against yourself. It's only going to hold you back and it's only going to hurt you in the long run. If I'm in a slump and I'm talking negatively to myself, it's not going to help me get out of that rut any faster. It's just going to push me further into it or it's going to cause some additional damage to myself. Instead, if I focus on building a relationship with myself over the course of a year where I take myself out on dates, I you know, learn new music that I want to like, or I learn new hobbies I want to, you know, do or create. That's what's going to help you connect with yourself. And that is such an important part of getting your life back on track. To some regard, you are all you have. And so really focus in on having a great relationship with yourself, because when you're able to be compassionate and patient with yourself, like I said, those are the two key words, you're really going to be able to encourage yourself out of a slump rather than kind of beat yourself back into it. By focusing on those areas of my life, I was really able to turn my life around in one year. While there's always room to grow, progress is something to be celebrated, so I hope to be celebrating with you soon. That's all I have for you guys today, but thank you so, so, so much for listening. It means the world to me. I'm so excited to just see more and more people listening to this podcast and, you know, getting some information and some value out of it. It means the world to me. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to rate it over on Spotify or Apple podcast not only helps me out but it also helps the podcast get out to more people who might benefit from it as well but thank you again for listening and i'll talk to you all next week on onwards and upwards